Welcome to episode 20 of Hair Biz Radio with your hosts, Zakira and Mikey. Yes. And today we have joining us Michael Michelle, also known as Kells the Stylist. She is one of Atlanta's greats, owner of the Hair Rock Cafe. Yeah. And also she is the owner of Color Me Sickening Hair Tour. And she has a ton of stuff going on. So we're going to go ahead and dive into interviewing her. I'm super excited for everything you have going on. Thank Tell you. us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm first of all, I'm thank you guys for inviting me here. I'm really excited to be here. Well, it's a lot of stuff right now that's going on. Um, I've been in Atlanta for seven years. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm from Bethesda. Really? Not too far. Not yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. What's up? What's What's up? I love seeing people from Maryland make yeah. it out of Maryland. Like, yeah, it's like a Maryland thing. But anyway, I've been here for seven years and I have now the Hair Rock Cafe. The salon will be open in August. Six years. Oh, um, congratulations. Six you. years. Six years. Long time. Yeah, you made it over that home. Yeah, You're not going yeah. anywhere now. Yeah. No, I ain't going nowhere We're going to get into this. I'm actually in the process of renovating it, too. So, yeah, nice, we can definitely nice. talk about that later. Yeah. So, definitely have my salon. Um, I just now launched my own flat iron line. And it's called Hair That Rocks. So, I have my... And, of course, it's pink, like my hair. Your hair yeah. looks good. Thank you. It looks good. Thank you. <laughs> and then I teach color. So, I go to different cities and I teach color. And I call it the Color Me Sickening Tour. On the Color Me Sickening Tour, I just teach... People just how to actually be more knowledgeable of color, how to actually perform color services the right way, professional way. I know the school I went to recently before I went to an amazing hair school, we wasn't taught color. And a lot of people are not really taught color the proper way. Right. So I wanted to bring that back. And that's what I really do. Amazing. Trust, no, we, we, trust me, we deal with a lot of people that think they know how to color and yeah, they do not know they don't, how to no, color. No, they don't know. Like, no. And you know, they think because they can just mix bleach together, you yeah. can kind of like get Slap a color and yeah, like oh but, my god my hair messed up yeah what, did you color it the right yeah, way <laughs> i have so many horror stories from people coming to me like oh, yeah we are so happy that you're teaching people how to color <laughs> hair right because you know yeah. some of our clients that we deal with we're like wait what did you do to this thing <laughs> yeah, and I, like uh, are you a professional colorist <laughs> yeah. no but i've been coloring hair well for you know what stuff. youtube <laughs> look makes bought, everybody think that they're colorists hairstylists and all of these things yeah. and that's the reason why i decided to team up with two girls and i'm actually about to do this brunch called Legacy of Beauty Brunch because yep. we're going to teach you how to take back your business, teach you about professionalism, teach you how to brand yourself the right way and not just look at so social media and stuff like that because I don't, like I said, YouTube is like, it could be a gift and a curse, but yeah. everybody thinks they're so professional DIY. because of YouTube. <laughs> it's like, girl, I went to school and I paid like twenty five to th- thirty thousand dollars for school. Like, I'm a certified. Like, oh, yeah, don't definitely. call yourself a colorist. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yourself. I got my hair color from CVS. It's uh, not. Yeah, I don't not have the right thing. I mean, <laughs> right. come on, you right, know. Exactly. So we originally got introduced to Kels the stylist back in twenty fourteen, fifteen. So we really? had a, we had yeah. an event. We had um, an event with, wow. with Crystal yeah, Jordan. The founder of Enchanted PR. She didn't and even so- tell me that. <laughs> you know, Chris oh, always wow. high now. She got so much info. She can't just give you all yeah, of it. Yeah, she did. She be, she, be, she be scoping things out. She be trying to see if like you legit. And then like, okay, I can tell a little bit. Yeah, yeah there you go. So we had her um, here for the Best in Beauty of Atlanta. And we've we've watched her story and watched you grow. Um, so we're super, super happy for everything you have going on. Let's kind of get back to the basics. Talk yeah. about how you got started with hair. Like, what was that? Oh my God, I have to be in the hair industry moment for you. I literally have been doing hair since I was like came out the womb. Like oh, wow. I had a comb. <laughs> I had a comb out my came out my mother, like, Mom here. <laughs> like, no, I'm just joking. But no, like I've been doing hair since I was like 
a kid, I've been doing hair. Um, I started with going to the salon with my mom. She would get her hair done and I would literally like hover over her, like watch them do her hair, like <laughs> everything. And she'd be like, girl, go sit down. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sit down. Like I want to watch. And then the hairstylist would be like, um, leave her alone. Let her watch. <laughs> and I was just so good at like soaking things up. Like yeah. I can watch you do something and then it like comes to me and I'm immediately doing it. So just going to the salon with my mom when I was younger, just doing my friend's hair when I was younger, charging them like five or two dollars or something like that. I just knew I was passionate about it. So that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So you still charge two to five dollars? Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the no. Wait, can I say that? Hell no. Oh yeah. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's oh, okay. so funny. Not so at we all. Have, in our started hair business group, we have a ton of people who are either interested in getting in the hair business. They're already in the hair business or they're kind of going through that transition of maybe just coming out of college and thinking about going to hair school. What were some of the things that you had to deal with when trying to find a hair school or when going through hair school? What were some of the obstacles that you dealt with? And where did you go? Was it here in Atlanta? I'm going to keep it all the way real with y'all. So (laughs) in Baltimore, I went to hair school when I first got out of high school. I was 17. And I went to this hair school called Baltimore City. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. Well, they closed down now, so girl, whatever. (laughs) It was a Baltimore hair school. And at that hair school, I felt like I knew more more than the teachers. And, you know, as a 17-year-old and I'm a cancer, you can't really tell. Oh, yeah. You can't really tell me nothing. you know, everything. 17, girl, I was a little ratchet. (laughs) Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. And then the fact that I already was already, I was an assistant at 16 in the shampoo, I mean, at a salon already. Yeah. So going into a salon at, I mean, a hair school at 17, and I'm feeling like I know better than the teachers, like, you couldn't really tell me nothing. And then they was like, you remember jazzing? Like that product jazzing, like the jazzing. You remember jazzing? It was like old school dye, like rinse or something like that. That's the stuff they were using. They was using stuff that was just like it's like black letters. On yeah, like okay. you can get it from the beauty supply store yeah. for like three dollars. Like, why are you giving these students this? Like, <laughs> like we, I don't want to learn this product, yeah. so I quit. And then I went to move to New York at seventeen, and I went to fashion school. Okay, I knew that I wasn't interested so much in fashion as I was in hair. So then I was like, I just need my license. So then I went back to that same damn school twice. (laughs) After I found out the teacher was like super ghetto, the teacher was, I would come to school, the teacher smelled like weed and stuff. I mean, it's Baltimore, Maryland. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the teacher smelled like weed. So I was like, I'm not coming here no more. So I quit again. So at this time, it's already two times I went to school. I moved to New York. I mean, I'm sorry, I moved to Atlanta at 23. And I was like, I need my license. Like I can't, like nobody's gonna let me work in there salon without my license. So I'll try one last time. So I finally went to Aveda. Aveda was an amazing school. Don't get me wrong. It was not the easiest. It was so hard, but I did it and I finished. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So you learned a bulk of the coloring. I learned a bulk of coloring. Like I already was really good at sew-ins and really good at natural hair. And this is Atlanta. Everybody do sew-ins. Everybody do weaves. Everybody do the extensions yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I'm new coming in. I was like, how can I make myself stand out? Like what can make me different? Nobody's going to want to come sit in my chair because I'm doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I, I'm not quitting doing hair, period. So what can I do different? So that's why I went to Aveda because I'm like, I'm like, one of the only black girls that's doing color the right way and you know us black girls we're scared to go in color like we scared to go let a person color our hair <laughs> yep. because we think our hair gonna fall out and that's because we're not really educated on it so that's why i went to aveda 
And I learned from Aveda and now I'm sickening. Oh yeah. At doing color. <laughs> so what has been one of like the craziest, wildest colors that you have ever done before? Oh my God. So on my Instagram page, I wish I could show it to you right now. I taught this color technique. It's called color melting technique, mm-hmm. where I literally brought like all of the rainbow colors, but I made them pastel and I put them together on this client who was like completely black. Like she had black natural hair and I turned her to like all of these like rainbow colors. So it was it came out. Oh, really that beautiful. sounds so yeah. good. So How long yeah. did that take? It definitely took about five hours. That's some work yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you would prefer it take longer so that you can take your time and oh, make sure her sure. hair don't fall out. Opposed to, like, putting, like, a developer that's going to be, like, a 40 developer. Yeah. And then, like, lady hair fall out. Then she try to see you and all that. <laughs> oh, we go through it. You know, we yeah. hear the stories. People are like, oh, my God, this, you know, the hair doesn't color. I'm like, okay, look, this it is raw color. hair, it's first about, of all. Yeah. <laughs> you, were all, you put some 40 developer on it. You were on the phone with your sister and forgot you were exactly, coloring hair. Exactly. And now, you know, so. Yeah, but people don't realize color is like really, really like strategic. Like you have to have a strategic plan and yeah. you can't just like, oh, I'm going to color some hair today and don't really have a plan on how you're going to get there. Like you have to figure out how you're going to get there, especially if they if another color pops up in their hair. You got to figure out how to take that away. It's definitely mathematical, but oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a word. I think you need a lot of patience. <laughs> you do. You like a lot of patience. You, you need to have patience. that time scheduled out. I hated coloring hair when I first got into really? it. Really? hated it because I could not get it to save my life like I can definitely take you red or take you like pink because that's just one color but that's if you're completely virgin but when somebody comes in here with all of these colors on their hair I'm like how the f- I'm about to take you back blonde like I don't know what what like how do you take away a color and put back in a color so it was very very like it was hard but I did it I knew it's something I really wanted to master so we've had um, people be confused a lot about, you know, should I purchase blonde hair extensions and try to go down to like a darker color or should I purchase 1B hair extension color and take it all the way up to a 613 blonde? How would you recommend someone to color that? So y'all want me to be giving out my coloring skills and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's cool. Okay. So what I do is I charge depending on the color that is already is. So if somebody bringing me a bundle of black hair, I'm going to charge you a lot more than opposed to you bringing me blonde hair. Right. Depending on where we're trying to go. So if you're telling me you want to go all these crazy colors, do not bring me black hair because I'm going to charge you like $300 for that one bundle of hair. Opposed to you bringing me blonde hair, I only have to apply the color and make sure that the technique is properly done and I will probably only charge you like $125. You know, so it's definitely cheaper Yeah. you go to blonde route. And a lot of times black hair don't really lift as high. Exactly. Because people be saying, oh, my hair is virgin. Girl, everybody get it from the same place. (laughs) So we're not going to talk about that. But a lot of times we don't really react like your natural hair will react. So it just really just depends. But it is cheaper to go the blonde route if you want a high lift color. Gotcha. That's good advice. Yeah, because we have some people who's like, oh, I'm going to get these uh, blonde hair and make it jet black. But the blonde (laughs) hair does not last more than a month. Mm. Nobody blonde hair lasts more than a month. It's going to start shedding and tangly and like... So. It's been through a lot. Like you got to figure yeah, it because that blonde so hair, times. like people think the blonde, I don't know why, but I've talked to people and they think like the blonde hair was like originally blonde hair. Yeah, no. I'm like, first of all, if it was originally blonde hair, like it's very difficult to find. You're going to be paying like four hundred dollars yeah, a bundle. Pay, per bundle. Pay, yeah. I mean like bundle, crazy yeah. amounts. Yeah. This was already like a one B. It got brought up to a six one three. Then you want to do forty three other things oh, to he it. Got his stuff a little 
little bit. No. Like, yeah. okay. Oh, <laughs> he like 6'3". I'm like, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, there, been... there is some blonde hair, and it's like from Indian people hair, but it's not really like really blonde. It's like gray. gray. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Look like, at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like gray. So no, it is gray. It is from their natural yeah, hair, but it ain't, that, it's not We do blonde. that with like hair from Vietnam as well. So yeah. it's like an actual older lady, the natural gray right. hair, yeah. and it's a lot easier to kind of bring it up to, yeah. to the blonde and then play with it from there. I wish I had him as my assistant in the salon then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be your <laughs> assistant. I'll be right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mikey knows his hair. Okay. Yeah, don't, I think it's let, so cool that your name is Mikey. Like, that's my don't stepson Don't let my name. good looks fool you. I know a lot about hair, actually. Like... Uh, My uh, yeah, a little, a little bit about hair. Yeah. <laughs> so let's dive into the Hair Rock Cafe. A lot of people are like, I'm going to be a business owner. I'm on my own salon. I'm going to do this. But they don't know the legwork and the boots on the ground that it takes to actually get started with the salon. So yeah. just talk about how you got started with the salon, some of the obstacles that you face with getting a salon, um, that hiring process for stylists. Like, Just talk about what that process was like. So first of all, what I want to say is everybody's situation is different. I don't want you to look at my situation and think that yours is going to be as tough as mine right. was because going into it, I did not have any money. So my situation is just a little different. I love having a salon. Don't get me wrong. But when I first, before I got it, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a salon in Atlanta. I'm going to have a salon <laughs> in New York. I'm going to have a salon in LA. Fuck no. I will not <laughs> open no more goddamn salons. Like... No, never, <laughs> no, never in life. Like, <laughs> not open no more salons. I love it, but I would prefer to teach. Like, I would prefer to teach. I do not, I just didn't really, I didn't like it that much. But right now I'm in a, like I said, I'm in a process of renovating my salon and I'm right. turning it into a day spa. Atlanta nice. is the thing now. Everybody want to own their own business. Like everybody want to have suites and stuff like that. So you kind of got to ride the wave and like go where it turns. And I'm turning my salon to suites. That way you can make money. Nobody really wants to be under somebody. They don't want to pay them commission, but they need to know that that's where you need to start. Yeah. Like you can't start up here. Like you can't like, and I wish people stop thinking they can. And I'm not trying to stop people from doing what they think is the best, but if you want to be successful, you have to start at the very bottom. And Definitely. it sounds so cliche. I mean, Drake said it. Started, started from, from the bottom, bottom now. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound corny, but yeah. it's true. Like, yeah, you definitely. have to. Like, how can you start up here if you've never even worked up here before? Yeah, you got to You know what I mean? Like, how can you start? How can you call yourself a CEO if you've never worked on a CEO before? Right. Like, you don't even know, like, the experiences. You don't know what it takes when things fall out of place. Like, you need to be able to pay your rent when stylists leave. Right. You can't leave because they left. Like, you know, you can't depend. You can't base your, your business around them. You have to be able to afford all of those damn bills when your clients are not there or when your stylist is not there. Because it's a revolving door in Atlanta. Nobody can't sit still. They don't want to work under people. They want to have That's their own true. business because they think they can do hair. And it's like doing hair is only like three, five percent. Like that's just the icing on the cake part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the business part is what post the most part that matters. So you have to be able to start from the bottom in order to go to the top. I was able to get my business so young at 23 because I've been doing hair since I was like young 10 yeah. years old my first salon job i was 13 so i've worked in so many salons already and i know how i've my salon is supposed to be ran because i worked in black people's salon i worked in a white people's salon i worked in a chinese bitch salon like i worked in so many people's salons so i see how everybody run their business right. you know what i mean so if i have not done that i would have went into my salon loss now i'm not going to say i was the best 
but I definitely knew what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was actually just, I just had lunch with a business owner. She owns a bunch of salons here in Atlanta yeah. for many years. And her worst nightmare is basically exactly what you talked about. Yeah. She's like, Mikey, I am so <laughs> done oh. dealing with these stylists. It's and, like, you know, because you, they think they know everything and you try to teach them and it's like, they don't want to learn. It's like, they don't want to learn until they actually get fucked up. Like, yeah. until they actually fall into a hole. Now, I do feel like people need to learn from their own mistakes, but if somebody can teach you, you know what I mean, in the beginning, then take it. Like, take the advice. Definitely. Like, don't be so big headed from these followers on social media. Like, Bruh, that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, not take the all. advice from people. <laughs> get a mentor. Like, work as an assistant. That don't mean you're belittling yourself. That don't mean you are lower. It just means you need to work for people who are bigger than you. Definitely. I mean, shit, I haven't been an assistant since I was like 23. But I just got a job. I'm actually changing my my brand up a little bit and I'm doing some stuff. And I actually got a position to be an assistant for an Aveda um, commercial, which is a big commercial yeah. that they're producing soon. And I just did it in New York and I got paid for two days. The reason why I was able to be an assistant and the reason why I chose to be an assistant for that specific stylist because he's an international stylist right now i just do city to city but i've never been out of state teaching or coloring and stuff like that so he's the type of stylist that i want to be like and i actually learned a lot from him so yes it was a little weird being an assistant because people telling you what to do was but it was okay like i was okay with that so and i'm about to be 30 like never be too big to be somebody's assistant definitely because you can do hair like yeah it's, it's more, yeah, it's more than levels. doing hair, you know? I mean, and I've done so much and I know people are like, damn, you was an assistant? Yeah, bitch, because I'm trying to get to another level. So That's I good. So yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> like, you have, um, you have the Color Sickening Tour. Color Me Sickening. Color Me Sickening mm-hmm. Tour. So how long have you been doing that and what got you started doing that and what is that like traveling and doing the tour? I love it. But I've been doing classes before it became popular. I have been teaching the Color Me Sickening Tour now for... Four years now? Yes. Yeah, like it's like definitely like four years now. Maybe five now, like around that time frame. But my first thing, it wasn't color. I was teaching weaves. Like I was teaching, okay. it was like the Michael Michelle boot camp. So that was, you self-taught yourself how to do sew-ins and quick weaves and I definitely all self-taught, okay. but I can't say that I didn't learn from other people. Gotcha. Like, cause like I said, I worked in so many different salons and I would watch them yeah. and everybody techniques like, are so great so you can kind of make it your own thing yeah. so i definitely learned from so many people like that i've worked with in the past but color me sickening tour i love it like i love it i never thought that i could like teaching because my patience is none like i really have no patience maybe because i'm getting older i'm learning patience more but my patience is not really that good so i didn't think that i would be good at teaching but i'm so great at teaching like so great at teaching and i just break it down for them like the right way but i just love it like i love going to different cities i love being able to like really like be completely genuine and be open with them and like telling them like look this is what you need to do and not only do i teach them the color but i teach them some marketing strategies as well and give them some inspiration and a lot of times i feel like that's people are scared to do that because they feel like they're going to take their place and stuff like that but i yeah. feel like if somebody taught you to get to where you need to be and once you get to a certain level of success you should be able to teach people too because that's, that's your job that's your duty and that's how you become blessed and that's how you become to the next success to your level you know what i mean like I think you should when you reach a certain success like a level of success you should be able to teach people like that's your duty to do that 
Definitely. That's one of our things, you know, in the hair industry or really with any industry. Yeah. A lot of people don't like sharing information. And so Mikey and I, we always, if anyone needs to know anything about the hair industry, starting a hair brand, whatever it is, like we're very open. Our hair business group that we have, we do nothing but pour resources, resources, resources into it because you just have to be open when it comes to sharing information. Yeah, you do. I mean, because it's not like it's not your job to keep that information. Right. Now, I'm not telling you that you can't charge for that information because you had to pay for it. But in certain cases, you should be like right now what I'm doing, like sharing just basic information. Like you can't be just like keeping so stuff. In, yeah, like you can't like, do no, that because I'm sure you learned from somebody. <laughs> right, and I'm sure definitely. at one point when you were vulnerable, when you were younger and you was just like, oh my God, I want to do that so bad. And I'm not saying that everybody like gravitated to you and like, let me help you. Let me help you. But somebody helped you. I hate when people try to say they got to a place by themselves. It's like, no, bitch, you did not get there to yourself. Like you <laughs> looked at somebody, mm-hmm. even if they didn't physically tell you, you went on their YouTube page, you went somewhere and you learned something from them. So stop trying to like be so uptight and like not want to help. Yeah. Like the world is about helping. Like you need to help people. Definitely, definitely. You're very inspiring for other hairstylists um, out here. And you decided to put together the Legacy and Beauty event. Let's talk about that. Like, what was the purpose behind that? So many people DM me all the time. And over the years, they're like, you're so inspiring. And sometimes I'm like, damn, am I? Like, (laughs) I don't realize that I am being inspiring. But I realize some people's story is probably similar to mine. And they stop and they like, get scared and they don't want to do no more because they feel like they can't. So they kind of look up to me. And a lot of times I don't really get a chance to respond to all of those DMs, but I remember them and I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what can I do to help these people? So Crystal, I teamed up with Crystal. I teamed up with this other amazing girl named Larissa. And we all sat down together at lunch and well, it was at Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) And we was just like, what can we do to help people become get to the next phase in their life because it can help us as well so but how can we actually like help people in this new year how can we be better in this new year but we wanted to be centered specifically for beauty because like i said people like how do you start this how do you do people don't realize a lot of the things that they can learn is on google but it is it is some stuff that we can teach them a lot of things that we can actually physically teach them um in order to get to the next success in their life so that's why we came up with legacy of beauty and it's called legacy a beauty empowerment brunch. And at this brunch, we created an amazing panel of different women who are very successful now, who's going to actually sit down and like talk about their life stories and how they got started and the sacrifice they had to make. Cause people don't realize that you got to take sacrifice. Uh, yeah. I mean, shit, I was <laughs> a school full time in school, full time job and work waitressing and still trying to do hair on the side so it's like you have to sacrifice people be so quick oh i'm tired i don't think i could do this well bitch you don't want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> then like if you like stop it's like everything's like people think it's glitz and yeah, glamour like, like oh, they don't... i'm an entrepreneur now yeah let's go and it's like no yeah so i want people to come to this event if you are that girl who really want to take your business to the next level like humble yourself down a little bit come to our event so that we can help you so that we can actually build some other confidence on you and confidence in you build some empowerment help you with empowerment just help you take your business to the next level your brand to the next level and then not only that we're actually giving them the opportunity to bring their products in so it can get into other people's hands so if you just was working on this candle line or something or this perfume line on a skin can line and you don't know who to get it to but we're actually going to give you the opportunity to 
put your products in 150 nice. women's hands for free. Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, the event, not free. Yeah, but, not the event. But yeah. the- <laughs> There's a lot of value in yeah, the event. It's definitely, definitely a lot of value in the event. It's going to be an amazing event. And like I said, it's 150 women. We're going to be all in one room, just pouring into each other and actually like really, really helping each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I feel like it. we need that more. Like we need that more like in this world. Like we definitely. need more of women pouring into each other, helping each other, giving each other compliments. Yeah, not like, being catty. Yeah, not the like all of that stuff. So I'm just really excited about it, and I'm praying that it becomes successful. It so is that we going continue. to be successful. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so that we continue to do more and more and more of these things. So going back real quick, one of the things that I I really want to touch on is you doing these courses, right? Yeah. So can you just let us know something that, you know, you did courses, you've been doing it for how long? Four or five years? Yeah, about four or five years, definitely. When you first got started and you kind of had this idea, and I know you were doing courses before, a lot of people now, yeah, a lot of people are doing courses, but it's a great way, like a quick way to learn. Because yeah. yeah, you can learn this stuff on YouTube, but it's really hard to beat that real direct hands-on, hands-on yeah. training, right? But when you first got the courses going, what are some of the things that you learned or you changed from the beginning? And then now you look back and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did it this way. Yeah. Or like maybe a getting mistake. Getting the point across to them. Okay. Like getting the point across and making it more structured and make it make more sense and just being a little bit more fun. I was very nervous when I started because I never <laughs> taught nobody before. Yeah. So I was just like, wait, hold up. Who am I about to be a fucking teacher? Like, bitch, you're 24. <laughs> like, about to teach somebody how to sew hair like <laughs> what <her>. you know <laughs> what i'm saying like i'm like who the hell am i but i try and it was only 150 dollars, girl like it was only 150 dollars. and then i think i had like 20 people in my first class so that was dope like i was yeah. excited as hell but i was so nervous because i was just like oh my god like who the hell am i but then i wanted to do something like again that not too many people were doing so that's why i ventured off in teaching color but i definitely wanted to make sure that people actually understood what it is that I was doing because it was very difficult for me to learn color. So I just broke it down to the basics. So I give them basic classes in the beginning and then towards the end, we kind of like make it a little bit more advanced. So actually anybody can take my class who've never really did color before, but I would prefer you to know something about it. But anybody, like he can take my class. So you don't have to be a licensed No, you don't necessarily have to be licensed. No, not at all. I can take your class? Yeah. Like, if you want to learn. <laughs> Do yeah. not tell Mikey that. He's been trying to learn color for <laughs> years now. <laughs> Honestly, this year, I might learn color. Definitely by next year. I'm a little busy this year. Wow. But by, definitely by next year. Yeah. And I, I know the theory behind it. Yeah. I know the- Oh, you do? And that's the hardest part. That's what people, oh, yeah. I mean, and that's like, what people, like, 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 people want to know. They want to no, know like, the theory. I'm deep in this stuff. Wow. Like, you know, so I know the theory behind it and a lot of the I stuff. I mean, your, hair's but it's a, just, your cat's a hair fleek. Like, yeah, but I believe you. It's, it's more of like the application and actually doing yeah. it. I've never done it. But, you know, I've watched tons of videos. I talk to, you know, stylists I talk to every day. Yeah. So it's like I don't ask particular questions or we'll have issues on our side and be like, hey, this happened. Can you explain why? And they're yeah. like, oh, they probably did this, this or this. Yeah. And and I remember this and it's, you know, I think it's really interesting. It's a it's science. So, like, yeah, it really is. It's yeah. so creative. It's so And creative. It's, it's very similar to wigs. So we're in the wig business, but we also have a wig platform called Wig Market. So I really loved wigs because each time you make a wig, it's really a piece of art. It's really oh, a one of a yeah. kind because you <laughs> do it again. It's not going to be the it's not going to be the same the next time you make Definitely it. It'll be close, art. but it's really one of a kind piece yeah. of artwork. And it's like when you do it and then you add the color to mm-hmm. it, then it becomes just a showpiece, a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's you know I think it's just so interesting, and I think it's just such a great thing that it's mostly women, but yeah, there are great wig makers that are men, of course. Yeah. Um, 
you know, to it's really have diverse cre- now. It yeah, ever, really like, is. Yeah. You know, to have this creative outlet and then make a business out of it is it's really exciting that people can. But do But we this. need to take our business back, y'all. Like for real. I'm sorry. It's too many men <laughs> doing hair. I have so many men friends that do hair, and they are they shit probably do hair better than me. But I'm talking they about women right in. now. <laughs> y'all need to take this business back because, like, even on set, they don't even really want to hire us no more. And I'm telling you why. Is be- I'm saying take your business back by fixing your attitude. Like, fix your structure. They want to hire these men because these men coming in there, hey, girl, you look like, who looks my cute? I don't know. They making them feel like celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they whisper in their ear. They giving them massages. Like, they making them feel good. Like, and we need to do that. Like, we go on set with our fucking attitude. He's stuck in the air. Oh, I just got i got booked for reality shows so what bitch like you need to be getting booked for fashion week like but you ain't gonna get there with your attitude and that's why it's not too many female hairstylists behind these artists it's males because these males are being sweet to them they're being nice they're doing their hair good and a lot of them can't even really do hair but they like the way they're being talked to yeah you know what i'm saying how you make people it's like how they being feel so we need to take our business back by coming to some classes and getting your attitude together (laughs) <laughs> okay for real <laughs> yeah so um tell us what do you have coming up next what's come what's next for kales the stylist i have a whole plan and um god willing it all comes together but like i said the salon is under works i'm like renovating the salon right now i'm turning it into a day spa that's dope and i'll that's have dope. For people to be able to rent suites within my salon. So that's one thing. Um, me just starting over with my my flat irons, rebranding it a different way so that people can see it because it's an amazing flat iron. Like literally the most nappiest bitch hair. Like one time and your hair is bone straight. Like yes. one What's time, the name of the flat irons again? It's called Hair That Rocks. Hair That Rocks. And where can they find that at? You can find it online. It's thehairrockcafe.com. So it's definitely on my hair salon website. But the flat irons are just so amazing. I just have to brand them the right way so that people can actually see. But they're really like one of the best flat irons out right now. And Good. they're 100% ceramic. So they're just amazing. So definitely fixing the salon, rebranding my flat irons, more classes, more Color Me Sickening Tour classes, um, hopefully more Legacy of Beauty brunches. And then actually I've been getting into movies. So I've been doing hair for movies lately. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. So what's one piece of advice that you can give someone that's either interested in getting into the hair industry or someone that's been in the hair industry and they're kind of like, oh, my God, this is so stressful. I'm ready to just quit. What's it's that gonna one be piece stressful, of advice? Though, and it's OK. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be hard. But that's OK. But you'll appreciate those things once you push through. I mean, shit, I was homeless. Like, I was so homeless. And I, wow. was, just, I was homeless as fuck. <laughs> Like, as fuck. Like, I didn't even know that I couldn't even get homeless. You know what I mean? Mm. So to get out of that, like, I pushed through it and I still was like, I got a plan. Like, I know God ain't going to leave me out like this. Like, I know I'm going to keep on going. So you go and get to your low point, but it's okay. Because once you get to your lowest point, you can't go lower than that. Right. You know what I mean? It's only go up. So it's going to be stressful. You're going to probably go broke for it. But if you're not willing to go broke for your passion, then that's not your passion. You need to try something else. A hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. So let us know where can everybody find you on Instagram, social media, website, everything. And then let us know again how they can register for the Legacy of Beauty event. So you can find me at K-E-L-L-Z, Kells ATL Stylist. And we now have an Instagram for our brunch. It's called Legacy of B-E-B um, on Instagram. And you can actually register by just going to the Instagram and clicking the link in the bio. But it's Legacy B-E-B dot. 
BB. Yeah. That's awesome. It. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kel, for so joining us. I know this is so much fun. I love her. <laughs> we'll put all her information and links to everything in the yeah. show notes. So you can go to hairbizradio.com episode 20 and find all that in the show notes. Of course, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And what else, Z? Yeah, so thanks so much, Kels, <laughs> for joining us. Like Thank Mikey you. said, make sure you subscribe, 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 subscribe. Yeah. Um, and stay tuned for episode 21 coming up next.